0: Everybody ready? Uh oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280, The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280, The Zone. Happy Wednesday happy game day to everybody thank you for uh making us a part of it big thanks to our title sponsor mountain america credit union get zero percent interest on all purchases through may of 2020 with a new mountain america credit card for details visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302 how's it going over there gordo it's good to see you
2: good to see you jake uh everything good in your world it is, and and actually, it's really
1: good in my world, and we'll get to why in in just one second. But but how are you doing? How's it going over there? Are you feeling better? Yeah, you're looking yeah. good.
2: Yeah, I feel uh, much better, thank you. Still uh, trying to to uh, get the strength back up uh, to my normal Herculean level. Herculean, uh, not so much, but you know what I mean. It, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I feel grateful and happy and. And it's going well, and uh, you uh, as far as what I understand, had a very peaceful evening last night uh, with your loved one, your little girl
1: I did it uh, it was it was it was good for the most part. There were some bumps in there, but yeah, my <laughs> wife had, was out with dinner with friends, so I'm alone
2: with the little you one, know, which I, I'm alone with her often, but what would Jake of fifteen years ago thought about Jake now? Home alone with a two-year-old, uh, you know, uh, doing your daddy deal. Uh, he would have pitied me, I think. <laughs> pity.
1: I think pity. there, there right, be would be some pity there. Would he there. have been
2: proud of you, or would he? Uh, would he have thought, "What the hell happened to my life?" Uh, no, no. He
1: would. He would have been proud. I. I I knew this was in my future at some point, so yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all good. It was it, she. You know, I picked I picked her up from a restaurant, and she wasn't really mm, excited about <laughs> leaving her mother. She was. She's not happy. She about did that. What, she did you know? what
2: every dad does. You bribed her. I did, bro. So,
1: well, here's the thing: she's just melting down in this restaurant, and I had ordered food to go from the restaurant because, well, you know, I, don't know. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to cook per se, so I'm sitting there paying for this meal while why she's just screaming for her mother. Meanwhile, her mother's looking at me from across the restaurant, like, do something. What are you? What on earth are you doing? So, you know, but yeah, then on the ride home, she just she she kept going. She was pretty upset, and yeah, I bri- I bribed her. I did. I I promised her her that
2: she could watch TV. I
1: promised her television,
2: yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's get this straight. And all the the young fathers out there, and maybe some of the veteran fathers will agree with me on this. Fathers, in my opinion, have certain rights. They can break the rules. (laughs) Well, we are. We we do what we need to do to make sure that the little one or ones are happy. Well, let me tell you, I, I
1: we're trying to limit her screen time. We're right. not We're right. not responsibly, right? We're you know we live in the real world. I realize she's going to watch some television along the way. You know, we're not strictly for forbidding it by any means, but we're trying to keep it reasonable. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're trying to keep it under yeah.
2: control. So we're you know, but all that goes out the window and the baby's crying.
1: I want to be loved, Gordon. <laughs> Just
3: love me, honey. I, I
1: I need to I need
2: to be loved, and I was feeling awfully rejected. <laughs> you are in for so much trouble. Yeah, this is going to be great. And I'll tell you this much: you think it's bad. You think dads are bad? Uh, wait till you get to be grandpa. Now now. Everything goes out the window. Yeah, but that's how it should be. Yeah, that's how you know it should your be. mom, your dad. Right. They they spoil Sadie Rod. We're we're trying
1: to to raise a, a responsible human, you know. But grandparents, yeah, absolutely, the rules go out the window. We're we're totally cool with that. I'm sure Austin uh, f- feels the same way. I mean, grandparents, you got carte blanche. I get, I understand the rules of the game, but I I should I should not operate. That way, and i t- I certainly did yesterday,
4: she's still young though, yeah you can, yeah, I think after after she's three or four, maybe you're in trouble,
2: yeah, well, okay, so we have two young fathers, relatively young, fathers with young children in the producers' booth, and I could imagine that Austin is going to have a real soft spot, but Lloyd, on the other hand, I could see Lloyd uh holding on to that 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 line and not budging, Lloyd Cole, yeah. Oh, he heck.
1: makes his kids call him sir. Oh no! Are are you kidding? In in all in all honesty, have you seen Lloyd with with Xavier? He is he a softy? The, Lloyd's a good. He's a really. He's a he's a good dad. Yeah. But he he's watched a lot of uh, horse videos. Let me put it that way. Because Xavier's super into horses, right? And so Lloyd. Hey, the Clydesdales will be here tonight. By the way, what? Yeah,
4: the Clydesdales it's, uh, will be here outside the arena and. Lloyd might know a thing or two about Clydesdales.
1: Well, isn't Friday a uh, uh, full-strength beer day? I think that's why they're here, That's
4: right? your department, guy.
2: No, Budweiser is celebrating in town. we got the like Budweiser a, a horse team here tonight.
4: And Lloyd knows all about it because he's watched a lot of horse videos and his son knows all about the horse. Right, right. Lloyd,
2: right. what's so cool about Clydesdales? Because they are. they're. On, I mean, if you see a Clydesdale, and we're not going to get on a horse talk again I, today. I don't think we need but to. We don't. No. But if you see a Clydesdale just trotting down, you're gonna stop and look and appreciate the majesty. What if you see a bunch of pieces of cheese? <laughs> no, so, so back. If you in, see one pulling a handsome cab, you're gonna get on
1: it. <laughs> you're gonna get in that handsome cab. But but the to Lloyd for a second, I know for a fact that Lloyd has driven hundreds of miles. Just to get Xavier an experience with a horse. Like, that's that's the kind of dad. Oh, that that's is the cool. Kind of, that's the kind of dad Lloyd is over nah, that's That's what I want to hear. Is he, that true? There's horses he,
4: around the corner,
1: guy. A, a specific experience, Austin. What? No. Why, why, why are you being, talk, are you, are you wait, being so wait, wait. judgy? I just, I just hope he knows there's horses at, like, Wheeler Farm. Now, now, now I
2: have a, I have a friend experience. who used to take Austin. his young son to the horse track with him when he was doing his betting. I went to the track with my grandfather when I was young. Isn't that kind of taboo?
4: I thought that's
1: what you were getting at. Oh no, not no, that's not that's <laughs> Wyoming Downs. No, that's not. not what I'm getting at. Although he would Xavier would enjoy that. Hmm. Have you ever been up to Wyoming Downs? It's fun. I've driven by there. I've never actually gone in. It is a blast. All right. It, all right. All right. Well, where were we? Okay, we all got right. a lot. Uh, we got a lot to do today, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, we do. Dennis Dodd is gonna be on the show. Come see the Clyde, Clydesdales, though. That's is that true? Is that true? Xavier told me it's true. It's true. Is it true yeah. or is it not? It's been it's been all over your newspaper. How no, you I don't know. And our radio
2: station. Oh, I, I I didn't know that. I missed
1: it. I think it's cool. Yeah, everybody's celebrating the it's it's about the full strength beer coming to okay. coming to Utah. Uh, Dennis Dodd can be on the show at 3.30 he of CBS Sports fame college football insider and uh, will, will give us the lowdown on what happened yesterday with the NCAA and, and the road we are now on and uh, and he'll give us he's great he's covered this thing inside and out what's Dad
2: look for? no am just waiting for it. waiting for what? no he's just waiting for the dirt for the, uh, the sound of you I
1: hate amateurism oh. pay those college athletes I wouldn't have stopped and paused had I known that that was the that (laughs) was the reason. Got a smirk over there. (laughs) Jeez. All right. So we'll talk to him about that at three thirty. Frank Dolce going to be on the show at the top of the four o'clock hour. But real quick, I do want to tell you why I'm in in such a good mood. All right. Let's hear. it. Because Gordon. It's World Series Game 7, Dave.
2: Oh, look at you. I thought of you last night. And my— w- Would you have been right there alongside Martinez getting uh, ejected from the game and uh, all upset about that play? Because I-, I don't know what a base runner is supposed to do. If if that is—if that's interference, then I, I don't know what a- what a runner is supposed to do. Well, I've got my— ex- Is he supposed to run out on the grass? I've got my Expos hat
1: on, Gordon. And the <laughs> no. Spo's the Spose after tonight will be World Series champions. Who's on the mound tonight? Scherzer. Well that uh, should uh <laughs> doing the baby shark. Austin, you want to join in? I'm all team Nat tonight, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: How does it
4: go? What's the next one? Isn't it that one? No, mommy is the hands together mommy like this. Mommy is the hands together. The, the baby is the little fingers like you have, yeah, yeah. and then mommy's this. Yeah. And then daddy is the whole the arm, one. like Florida. Yeah. Look, Lloyd's in there doing it. Anyway. <laughs> and then grandma is the this, like uh, she has dentures in instead of. Gordon, you're not joining in. Like a, like a clamshell with your hands. <laughs> and then grandpa is the clamshell with your hands, but the big, but the big arms. One. Oh, that balls. would make some sense. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, they run song. away. Right. Really? Okay. Oh, the hunt one, isn't it? Uh, who knows? Oh, yeah, they, you put a dorsal fin on your head oh, with both yeah, hands, like a are praying. And then they run away. You run. Which is my baby's favorite part. She just laughs her head off at of this part. Yeah. You
2: know. I saw recently a special that uh, was in, I think it was on again last night, about uh, who do you think would win a battle between a great white shark and uh, an orca, a killer whale? How do you take us off on this? No, these, no, just, so, just, just you're talking about baby wild, shark here. Wild, talking, we're talking about game seven of the World I, Series. I know, no, or, but baby shark. So, so, which one, which creature would be king of the sea? Any idea? Any best guess? The cra- so it's not sharks? It a, I said between a great white shark and a killer whale.
1: Oh well the killer whale probably. You're you're ignoring the kraken. I think the kraken That's would not win. real. The Kraken. The kraken.
2: That's the not kraken. real. That's a Johnny Depp thing. The Kraken. Boy, i tell you, that Kraken. That'll sink a ship. That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> see great white sharks sinking ships.
1: Uh what about the heart of Tafiti? Any good? Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's Moana. I know that now. I've, I saw that Look movie like you. two
2: weeks ago. You're being all educated, bang. Anyway, uh, the, the Rock was very the, funny. The special uh Maui. suggested that it would be the orca because they had some evidence of some battles. Okay. It's almost interesting. I think it's very interesting, unless your 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 you know your whole view is so narrow that. You, well, we've got Scherzer v.
1: Greinke tonight, Game Seven of the World Series. Gordon, I, I think
2: I think your your guys have a really good
1: shot. Sharks yeah. are SOBs. The road team has never, or the 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 road team has won every single game in that in this series, and that has never happened yeah, before. That's right. How about that? In the long history yes. of actually, it's baseball, basketball, and hockey. Uh-huh. This has never happened before. That's pretty amazing. You know, if you if you think about it, it really stinks for the home fan, right? Or you just get crushed in every game. <laughs> you don't even want to show up. <laughs> every <laughs> Go play it somewhere else. <laughs> the the scene outside after the game is over is just bleak for every
2: single How game. How livid were you over that ruling? Uh you know what? And and here's the Or case. did you think it was the right call? I think it's a dumb
1: rule. I and I think you can if you went really letter of the law, it was probably the, the right call was probably made. But it's one of those situations where, what are you making? It, like, it's it's a dumb rule. They should they should have figured this out 100 years ago because it's amazing that it doesn't happen more. There's a reason mm-hmm. softball has that, that extra base that's in foul territory. I mean, if we're going to make runners run in foul territory, well, why do they have to come back in and, and tag the base? I mean, it's – I'm saying dumb rule – probably the –
2: bad call, dumb rule – I can understand why the manager was so upset. A oh, huge, huge play. It turned out that it didn't matter because then your your guys uh, took care of their business. Oh, the and,
1: umpire was super excited. It didn't turn out to
2: matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he geez. was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> the protest <laughs> was dropped. Not the can, you you can't protest that. That whole thing was kind of a mirage.
1: But anyway, uh, let's go to Mister Baseball on that. What, yeah. what was your take on the call? Uh, well,
4: Tony and I had a fake argument about this earlier today. <laughs> uh, right, well, and, which side of the fake argument were you? Well, on? here's here's the here's the problem. He can find a rule that supports his way of looking at it. I found a rule that supports my way of looking at it. They're both in the rule book, run by Major League Baseball. It all boils back down to the key phrase in every one of these rules that we brought forth, being it's a judgment call by the umpire, so nobody can say nothing. To the umpire because it's his judgment call. Isn't it? And in la- my opinion, that judgment call was flat wrong.
2: In the last uh, section of the base, there uh, uh, yeah, the runner can take the direct path to the base, right? He's supposed to technically. He's supposed to run in the path, which is to
4: the right or above the chalk line. Mm-hmm. So the foul side of the line or on the line, and then at the end, the runner is allowed to cross back into the base.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe technically it was uh, the right call. No, because he got
4: to the base before the ball even got close to the guy's mitt. The guy stuck his
2: mitt into his (laughs) tuckus in a brilliant move, and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, think about that, though, because it would have been on second and third, and instead they call him, and the runner has to come back to first. So it's just crazy. Game sevens, though, in really any sport, Art. Absolute magic.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yep. So I'll I'll certainly be glued to the game uh, as well as the jazz game, as I'm sure a, you know, man, a lot of people l- will.
2: A lot of people love the NCAA tournament because they love the one one game pressure, the one game excitement. But I think Game Seven is even better than that because all the backstory leading up to yep. it. And
1: uh, mm. here's here's a little secret: if you're coming to the jazz game and want to maybe get a peek. At, uh, and this always happens when there are, there are big games because we'll, we'll put the games on out in our Zone Sports uh, lounge because we want to watch both of them. So we'll have usually the Jazz on one and we'll have the World Series on the other for us tonight. Uh, and people can't come into the lounge, but there are windows out out of the concourse. And we do get people that, that pile up a little out there just because they want to see a little bit of the game.
2: All right. There you have so it. So there you go. Nice little tip.
1: Indeed. Although it does feel weird when we're kind of just sitting in in here relaxing watching the game where everybody's kind of like <laughs> do you, hey, come, do you come out and wave to no, the crowd. No, it's it's cuz everybody's like, "Wow, it looks pretty good in there." I mean, we're standing out here. Jake goes out and
2: and acknowledges the unwashed.
1: Uh we will we'll talk a lot of jazz coming up today. Obviously, big one that is now not quite so big. In fact, let's let's touch on it a little bit. Dennis Dodd coming up at three thirty, so we'll have a lot uh, more jazz conversation a little bit later on in the show. But let's let's get to the split story of the day. Austin,
0: two guys, two topics, Two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on ninety-seven five 1280 the zone Dennis. and
4: the Zone Sports Network. Uh, I don't know because we just prepared for Kawhi Leonard, so. um, I mean it's. He's obviously a, a great player. Two, two great players out, but um, we'll prepare for whoever we, we. We obviously we didn't know that until. Well, I didn't know that unless they just didn't tell us. But um, yeah, I mean, they've obviously got a lot of other weapons as well. It's not just those two in the team, and obviously George has been out, but um, they got a good team. They've, they did well in the off season and been playing well together and. Um, Regardless of who's out there, Doc will have them ready to play, and um, we're
1: excited for, obviously, another challenge and be at home and be fun. All right, the Jazz Clippers tonight, ESPN game starting at 8 o'clock, and uh, you heard Joe talking about it. Kawhi Leonard not going to play. The load management monster is upon us, Gordon, and Kawhi not going to be in the building tonight, which does make it a much more winnable game for the Utah Jazz. I don't like it.
2: No, because oh, the, the Clippers
1: gonna... are sneaky tough
2: without Kawhi. Well, yeah, but I don't. This load management BS. Get out there and play. Come on. What are we? Game five. I don't. Is he hurt? I don't like it either.
1: But if you've got a strategy to to win it all, I suppose. I mean, is but the, then then call the regular season something different. Well, it gets back to what's what's the point? What's the purpose? What's the idea of the league? Is it is it an entertainment? Is it an entertainment business, or is it to win a championship at all uh, at all costs?
2: I understand both sides of it, but look, these people pay their money to come right. a, watch a game. It's and entertainment. Now they're going to come, and everything gets changed when one of the two or three best players in the league doesn't go. I that sucks. I don't like it. Now, Jazz fans might like it because they think, okay, this might increase the Jazz's odds for victory. Uh, but, but I no, I, maybe call me old school, man. Maybe just an old, uh, old, uh, school guy who, who doesn't get it, but he, he's healthy. He should play. And I don't, I don't like this whole idea. And, you know, I'm all about winning championships. I think that is the goal, but can't you do both? Really? I mean, it cheats the fan. That's who it cheats. And when you cheat your customers, your business has a problem. I couldn't agree more. The
1: the NBA is an entertainment league. And not just for the fans who pay their money, but the fans who pay cable subscriptions to see ESPN. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I think there's an obligation there. And they're taking advantage of the understanding that players get injured. But I mean, if you're there, for lack of a better term, it's their commodity. You know, who who does not – I know, I get what you're saying about jazz fans, like the fact that it's more winnable. But let's be honest with ourselves. Who doesn't want to see Kawhi Leonard play basketball yeah. in person? It is an experience. It is something that you talk about down the line. Well, Kawhi was here. I saw Kawhi do this. You know, yeah. he's that level of player, and it, it, uh, it hurts the entertainment side of things. But if you look at it as you play to win the game, then – this worked perfectly for Kawhi last year. And he was a monster in the playoffs. And it's all because they had a plan of how much he was going to play and when, And they stuck to it throughout the entire season. And it couldn't have worked better. Then
2: have fewer games. Have fewer games. Then they're not. I get that. But this isn't fair. This isn't – life isn't fair. I get it. But in this case, people – Slap their money down with a certain expectation to see certain players. And now the fans in San Antonio, whenever that is, that is that back to back or is that in two days? I'm not sure. He's going to play there, but he's not going to play in this game it's tomorrow. Thank you, Austin. I mean, come on. That ain't, that's not right to the people here. They deserve better than that and they should get it. And the fact that, uh, I, I mean, I, I get the championship thing, that should be the goal, but. You, you have a flaw in your business if you're encouraging people who are not either hurt or sick not to play. He's perfectly healthy, and he's not going to play. That sucks. Speaking of life not being fair... Joining us now
1: in studio, he's our good friend. He's from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt, first and foremost. Andrew, how are you? It's I'm good to see you. I'm doing well. Good to see you guys. Good to be with you.
2: Yeah, you got something that makes it a little more fair. That's huh? right. <laughs> Evening the playing field.
1: <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, it's it's something that guys have dealt with for a long, long time.
2: Actually, you'd be raising the playing field. Oh, right? right.
1: man. <laughs> uh, there are other solutions out there that uh, are not terrific, yeah. and uh, along has come one that is uh, is a you know, really a permanent natural fix for this thing.
5: Yeah, that's right. So um, erectile dysfunction has been it it can wreak havoc on a relationship like so many guys know. There's not that many good solutions. We've talked about this a bunch on the show, but the side effects, that's the main thing guys struggle with. Um, Of the dozen patients I saw today probably 11 of the 12 have really bad side effects with meds can't take them and they want a better solution for ED they want something that's natural they want it to work like it used to um and that's what the acoustic wave therapy does clinically shown to open up the blood vessels and it does a great job 85 to 90% of guys restore normal function in the bedroom and can throw the pills away
1: it treats the it treats the cause not the symptoms i think that's that's really important about this thing yeah
5: the only thing that treats the root cause problem of ed as far as i know is right. um, it doesn't it's not a band uh it's long lasting And it's blood flow. That's what it is, guys. If you've got ED, there's a blood flow issue somewhere. That's what this addresses.
2: How how many times do you have customers who come in and go through the procedure? And then what what is the response afterward as far as the feedback that you get?
5: It's very good. Um, I think guys are surprised. They, They come in skeptical and hesitant and, of course, embarrassed. But they're surprised that it works so well. And in two to three weeks, that's really quick especially if you've had ed for many years which a lot of guys do um and and to have a fix that quick they're, they're pretty happy
1: all right 801 901 8000 801 901 8000 to get on the schedule and you have a special listener for the zone or a special offer for the zone listeners
5: <laughs> yes we do um call us right now we'll do an analysis of you an exam we're going to do a blood flow ultrasound what's cool about this is that you can come in and you don't have to do our treatments. There's not a sales pitch. Uh, we had a guy come in the other day who was taking some medication that was causing his ED. The doctor pointed that out. He did not go forward with our treatments, and he was happy. So that could happen. Give us a call. We'll do that whole first process for free. See where you're at. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK. Clint with a great tweet. A disturbing recurring theme with that PK Kinahan. Gues, you have too many Gues. Great urinal encounters. His ear isn't he started at the urinal. There have been brushes with celebrity. Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler at the (laughs) urinal. Dick Enberg. Dick Enberg. Clint. Clint is right. Take my urinal. Take my whole life
5: too. Here come more tweets.
0: (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 presented by WCF insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports coming up here momentarily. Band of the day today. We're going through the staff's favorite, absolute favorite bands. We'll explain that in a minute. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at LiveNation.com. There was a survey of all the college football coaches, Gordon, their favorite bands. And so Scotty wanted to do the same for the staff. Mm -hmm. And what is this, uh, Austin?
2: Yellow card. You think I'd know that? Uh, Austin's very favorite band. So I saw that Austin sent out uh, his order of the favorite bands, and he has uh, Guster of uh, the others, and uh, he had Guster first, Neil Diamond second, Old Dominion third, George Strait fourth, Bruce Springsteen fifth, and the Beatles sixth. I am speechless. Hmm. Well, he's got
1: mine even further down the list, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, Let's uh, jump out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Uh, Get up to $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He makes the magic happen for CBS, CBS Sports. In fact, he's got a, a piece up right now headlined, Inside the NCAA's Move to Allow Athletes to Profit from Name, Image, and Likeness Rights. He is the great Dennis Dodd with us on The Big Show. Hi, Dennis. How are you today?
3: I'm great. How are you guys? I don't know about great. I'm I'm still above ground, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Dennis. We need to ask you real quick. Everybody on staff followed the followed suit with the coaches as far as listing their favorite band ever. So uh your favorite band.
3: Oh gosh. Oh man. Um there's so many. Uh oh, favorite band ever. Um it, It's probably, you him that there's a little-known band from the 90s called uh, Transvision Vamp, Wow. And they were power, I guess power pop? I'm not sure. (laughs) Look them up, though. They were awesome. Power pop.
1: If that's not a category, it should be. Yeah, yeah. I just made it up. <laughs> uh, Dennis, uh, I really enjoyed your piece at uh, CBSSports.com. Uh, a very thorough breakdown of what happened yesterday, and I'm sure we couldn't get to it in its entirety in this whole interview, but give us kind of a, br- a breakdown of what was important about what happened yesterday and where we go from here. Well, uh, I
3: thought yesterday, I thought the NCA went a lot further than I thought they would but I'm still not sure how far they went, if that makes any sense. You know, they, they chose very specific language in that release to make sure they weren't on um, on the hook for anything. In other words, the word, you never saw the word money or cash or pay. It nearly says the players can benefit from, quote, unquote, benefit from the name image and license. What does that mean in the future? Nobody really knows. I, I think I, I was surprised they went back on the Board of Governors because, and I understand it now, I think they were backed into a corner by uh, the pace of the California bill already in place in 2023 and all these other state bills which are now popping up, uh, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Florida, uh, there's a bunch of them. There may be double digits pretty soon, and they were going to have to put those out Legal wildfires one by one, and they just can't afford to do that. It would just it would just wreck the organization. So they're trying to find some overarching legislation that everybody can live with. I, I, I even with what was announced yesterday, I'm not sure they can in time.
2: So Dennis, I, I guess this is an unfair question, but uh, using the knowledge you have about covering. College sports. What's your best guess about how it will ultimately, ultimately play out?
3: Uh, well, I, I think they'll develop some sort of uh, the NCAA will allow develop some sort of uh, allowance as to what these players can earn. I think it will take, and this is just a guess. I think it will take the form mostly of group licenses. Um, where a group of players, say, the, i just say the FBS football players, there are 13,000 of them, could enter into, into an agreement with the ODA sports folks and bring back the football game. Uh, the NCAA grants grants everybody their NIL rights. They say, we own these rights. We're selling them to you for X. In exchange, uh, you, know, you pay us for whoever you have on the cover. You can use our last names on the back of the jerseys, and, and everybody's happy. Uh, That takes care of the football players. Now, everybody else, I don't know how you get around what a player can earn for an endorsement or an autograph session, because what the NCAA can't do is put a cap on any of this. This is how they got to this point in the first place. Uh, They were found guilty of uh, antitrust in the O'Bannon case, and that's how cost of attendance came about. Um, I I don't know how they get there. I think we, we will see players making commercials, um, I was advised by someone last night that he didn't think it, it would have that much value because if they make commercials for a third party, say a car dealer, they sure as heck can't wear their own jersey or be be identified in any way as a player from that school. So you will have to just, maybe they can, you see these, these commercials on TV where a baseball player or football player in the pros will wear a jersey with the colors of the Yankees or the colors of the Packers. You can identify with them. I suppose that's what we'll see. But this person thought if it's like that, they won't make much money out of it. So maybe this, maybe this thing will be self-limiting.
1: They said uh, one of the goals would be to preserve amateurism in that kind of vague statement you were talking about. They, the, that was one of the things they said they were going to do. Is that even possible? Or once the floodgates are, are released, are we headed down the road to the end of an- amateurism?
3: Well, somebody somebody, tell me what amateurism is now because the NCAA's definition of it has been a moving target for decades, for 70-plus years. It is whatever they say. It is. It's the only system in the world, like, because of the university system we have here. It's not the Olympic system. They don't have an amateur, really, an amateur system in Europe. So, you know, this thing tied to scholarships. People come from Europe and they can't understand it. Um, so... It is what it is, and it will change. And whatever they have in place, they will still call the collegiate model, and it will look hypocritical because, uh, as at this point last week, they were drawing a line in the sand, saying no, 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 no. All of a sudden, they got some pretty intense legal advice that said, no, we're we're going to lose if we don't go on this thing. if We don't loosen the reins a little bit. So it will it'll be called the collegiate model, and it will be more liberal.
2: What was your initial reaction when you saw, that, I don't know whether it was a threat or an idea floated by certain politicians saying, well, if you're going to do this, then uh, then we're going to tax the stipends and scholarships and all. What do you, what do you think of that?
3: I saw one guy do that. You know what? Okay. That's fine. Who's to say who's to say these players then can't earn money to pay that tax to their main image and life. I mean, you know, I, I, I keep hearing that, well, what if this money is taxed? Well, it probably should be taxed if they're earning it. And I, you know, I think there's two discussions here. There's a discussion about giving them their rights, which we all earn from, from the time we're born. The Gerber baby has this right, or the estate of the Gerber baby is still making money. They keep little face on babies. NGA players can't do that. It's one thing giving in their rights. It's a totally different discussion as to what they do with it. I don't, I don't know if it'll be a windfall. I don't know if it'll be at the end of college athletics, but at least it'll be treated like everybody else in the world, in the country. That, that if somebody breaks out as a Zion Williamson, by God, maybe he's worse in a million bucks in Nike. I don't think the amateur model collapses if that happens.
1: Dennis Dodd with us. And, his... and he
3: can pay basketball. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports with us on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dennis, just to, to talk a little football with you while we've got <laughs> you, it's a huge yeah. weekend for uh, for Utah. They've got to go to Seattle and play the Huskies. And uh, the game after that one is the Ducks going to play USC uh, in L.A. And, of course, Ute fans rooting for the Utes and also rooting for the Ducks. What is the most likely outcome this weekend, do you think? The uh, an upset in either
3: of those two games. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think Oregon's going to run into trouble at, at USC. Um, USC actually passes the ball better. I think at Oregon, even though Justin Herbert is having this great season, overall, if you look at the numbers, what have they played? USC's played three quarterbacks. They're so actually passing it better. And they're at home and they play better at home. Would anybody be surprised after, you know, Oregon had this big win in Washington um, that, you know, that um, – that they get upset in L.A. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I I think Utah, with its defense, look, at this point in the season, a win over Washington doesn't really add to Utah's resume. It's better than losing, but it's not necessarily going to push them into the playoff race. So that defense is for real. It has been all season. They have everybody back healthy the last time I checked. So I, I think Utah takes care of business.
2: So, so Dennis, if, uh, if USC manages to lose somewhere along the way and Utah gets into that CH- Pac-12 championship game going up against Oregon and they beat the Ducks, how much serious consideration do they get? And obviously that's assuming that they, uh, they go undefeated the rest of the way. Uh, yeah. Is there any chance? There's a
3: chance. You? I mean, you've got to tell me if the SEC gets two in. Um, you know, you've got to tell me if the Big 12 gets back in the picture because right now they're not in it. Uh, and that helps the Pac-12. Uh, the Big 10 champion, it looks like it's going to be in there. So the best result for the Pac-12 is just the Big 12 doesn't, you know, doesn't go get in there and the FTC only gets one. Now, strength of schedule is going to be a, a problem. I think I looked it up. Right now, Utah's cumulative strength of schedule from the NCAA is 91st, and that's something the selection committee looks at. Um, and there's going to be others there that, I, I, who was it? I think Penn State, if they went out, is going to have as many wins over ranked teams as Alabama. I think the team in trouble, frankly, is, is Alabama. They, they, they're going to have to win all their games. If they lose a game, do you know their best win right now is against Duke? Mm. I mean, that, that's, how, that's how bad that season is right now. So um, they're going to have to win the rest of their games. I don't think they necessarily get in if they lose LSU.
1: Well, Dennis, it's always a great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you
2: uh, very much for joining us. You know, Dennis, I saw that you tweeted out that it had snowed in eastern Kansas. Uh, it's snowing today.
3: right now, yeah.
2: is it? I, I got like two inches of snow on my roof. How are you doing over there, Jake? Pretty close,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah we got nothing on you guys. But uh, on October 30th to the snowing in Overland Park, Kansas. That's something.
1: Now, that that being said, I think it's going to be 70 next week, so we'll,
3: we'll <laughs> make up for
1: it. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Dennis. Stay warm. All right. Thanks, guys. Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com. Uh, truly one of the greats. you uh, have been following
2: his work for years, and we love it when he has a chance to come on the show. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Uh, so he doesn't rule out Utah's opportunity to uh, perhaps impress you know, although the uh, the schedule hasn't been really up to, s- up to snuff. That whole thing he said about Alabama is interesting to me. Because how long have we been saying that? That Alabama, the SEC, you know, playing in the SEC, if you win a couple tough games, then the rest of it isn't that hard. And we know what their non-conference schedule is like. So for that to actually come to haunt them would be, well, for some, humorous.
1: But it won't. which is what bugs me about the sec so no matter what won't have you watched arkansas play football at all this year (laughs) not good it's awful have you watched vandy much this year i mean there are some teams in that conference that are just ridiculously bad and then you've got a couple at at the top that are granted ridiculously good but if we're talking about you know overall accomplishment here and worthiness of the playoff I absolutely hope that is uh, would be
2: considered because what they do with the non conference is, is borderline embarrassing. Yeah, I mean that is ridiculous, but it's not. How is it Alabama's fault that Vandy and Arkansas suck? True, it's not, and so that's why every league champion should get in. I don't dis—I I don't disagree with that, I'll, and a couple of at
1: larges. If you're going to do a playoff, you might as well do it right, I suppose. Yeah, finish the deal. You know. Well, I mean, ask yourself this. Uh, I this might be very relevant. If Utah goes 11 and 1 but does not go to the the Pac-12 Championship game, do they still get into a New Year's Six game? Hmm. They'd have to, right? You would think so. Maybe. I mean, that wouldn't be what people would be dreaming about, but you know, this season ending in a Fiesta Bowl, say, I mean, that's certainly better than you know, El Paso
2: I, it makes you wonder uh, how much how much is taken into consideration and and to what extent does a marquee name on a program still carry weight oh a ton and you know you know it does carries a ton of weight but also so all this fair evaluation is uh, at least some of it is just a bunch of bs
1: well freezing out an 11 and one team that would that would probably be controversial yeah i'm guessing yeah i would imagine so right? Especially if you let a, like a two-loss team or something like that from a different league. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. Diamond Airport Parking begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. They offer car-to-curb service 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Diamond Airport Parking. More straight ahead 97.5 and 1280
5: The Zone
0: is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
5: Last night, that's why you got Boyan Bogdanovich. He made the critical plays at key moments. You wanted something different in terms of a strength that you have as a team. He brought that strength, and I thought it made the difference between winning and losing. Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay deserve as much credit for that win as anybody, and I know it's game four, but this particular wrinkle in the game was as big a reason why they're 3-1. and one.
4: Chris Paul, who I don't agree with or stand for anything he usually believes in or stands for, yeah. and he said last week, Bogdanovich, is gonna end up being the most underrated signing of the entire NBA. And so far, he may be right. He might be the most underrated signing so far, and it's been four games, but he's won two of them for the Utah Jazz, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. <laughs>
1: Welcome on back to the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97 and twelve-eighty of the zone. This is Guster, Scotty G's favorite band. Uh, real quick here, Gordon, I went down the the bowl rabbit hole in the break because yes, you did. Uh, PK texted me and reminded me that the Fiesta Bowl is a semifinal game. But you were year.
2: using that just as an example. But technically, yeah, I get it. So imagine if Utah
1: were eleven and one and did not uh, go to the Pac-12 championship game, which is certainly a possibility. Yes, uh, would they get a new year six? bowl bid and what would that look like uh-huh so of course it's not as as simple as uh, ever just you know oh this destination or that there's of course tie-ins and even sometimes those are inconsistent thus Utah ends up in the Sugar Bowl back right. in the day but here's here's what it looks like Rose Bowl is Pac-12 Big Ten mm-hmm. and we know they never deviate from that but I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be the football playoff mm-hmm. uh Sugar Bowl SEC Big 12 okay uh, Orange Bowl, ACC, and either the Big Ten or Notre Dame. Okay. So you get uh, Big Ten number two there. Uh, the Cotton Bowl is at large, at large, and uh, then of course the Fiesta and Peach Bowl are, are semifinal games. So unlikely so scenario, obviously,
2: is Dallas.
1: The likely scenario is Dallas, and and the against you know they would put Utah against the top <laughs> FBS team, right, or not FBS the top Group of Five team.
2: So it, it's back to the original Fiesta Bowl for the youths playing Pitt. Well, in this not case, not that Pitt was. but Pitt was just not that good.
1: That in years. this case, it would be SMU likely, who actually I think would be better than that Pitt team. But yeah, still, I mean, that's not the, the glossiest of, of matchups. No, yeah. uh, but you know, like if a Big Ten team goes to the to the playoff and the Rose Bowl takes the Big Ten number two. And does the ACC really want Big Ten number three? And maybe they go out and they all of a sudden have it at large,
2: right? Now this, the 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 Pac twelve bowl with the second pick is the Alamo Bowl, right? But and these things can sometimes be negotiated, right? But but the New Year six are those contractually concrete? See, I don't think so because they always seem to show a little
1: flexibility. Here and there, I remember. Remember, they all took turns biting the bullet with the, you know, like TCU, Boise State, and Utahs of the world busting the the BCS. They all kind of handed that all around. Remember Hawaii or uh, the Sugar Bowl got Hawaii and Utah. Yeah, and Utah ended up being a heck of a game. But do you remember that Georgia Hawaii game? That was was
2: not good. (laughs) Not good at all. (laughs) That was rough. And a bowl game like, say, the Orange Bowl, they have no interest in Utah, right? I mean, it's geographically unavailable. Send Zach Moss home, man. That's
1: and Tyler, really and Tyler Huntley, for, guys. for that matter. Yeah. Imagine those guys winning the Orange Bowl. That would be pretty special for a Florida guy coming in with a Utah team, a team from Utah.
2: Damari Shankins, And winning the Orange Bowl. I mean, for those guys, that'd be pretty sweet, right? Yeah, but... Is that enough? Because this is where if Utah had the reputation of USC, then who knows what the possibilities might be. Right. But because Utah is still building that brand, uh, this is a really, really good team. I mean, I I don't know whether they're going to beat Washington uh, at Washington on Saturday, but I would pick them to win. And I, I think they are that good. I really do. But it's one of, just like that. O four team was that good, and that 0-8 team was that good. Uh, but the marquee name isn't quite there, and so they may not always be tra- treated with the same respect. Coming up next, Frank Dolce
1: will talk some mutes with him, but joining us now in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And if folks out there are you know, I you told you told us once that a lot of the guys you see have tried other treatments for a long, long time. And if yeah. you're out there and you the, the other treatments are have these big downsides and you're tired of it, yeah, listen up.
5: Yeah, guys come in um, struggling with E D for many years and so frustrated because nobody really wants to go to the ed clinic i'm learning <laughs> and so they they come to us as a last resort which i guess is okay i think it's better than you think to come in but typically the pills haven't worked um some have tried the injections there's a lot of downsides with that some have tried hormones um a lot of considered surgery we've seen a lot of guys that have had the surgery that's the pump um That's surgically inserted. Kind of ugly. Does not sound pleasant. (laughs) Does not sound pleasant. Um, So this treatment eliminates the need for all of that. Um, A few treatments with the acoustic wave therapy, typically over two to three weeks, can open up the blood vessels in this part of the body. um, So things function normally. Spontaneity comes back.
1: Well, you mentioned this, uh, too, kind of, but there are also a lot of guys out there who are just kind of starting down the road, and that's actually the ideal candidate, right? It's
5: the ideal candidate. If you have partial function left, if you notice that things, you know, they're just kind of slipping, they're going in the wrong direction, it's so easy to fix it now, if you're willing. Um, If you wait until it's been gone 10 years, it's, of course, more difficult. 801-901-8000 801-901-8000 is the number,
1: 801-901-8000, and you're taking all the risk out of this thing.
5: We are. We're going to do an analysis, um, an exam. The medical doctor will do a blood flow ultrasound. That checks for any blockages in blood flow, and it's a cool little um, procedure. Uh, it's totally free for those that call in now, and there's no obligation, by the way. No sales pitch. Come in and see where you're at for free.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you
2: want. People are asking me what the biggest difference is with this team. I could go on and on and on about the defense. The biggest difference is Tyler Huntley's development as a quarterback.
5: I will reiterate this to everybody who loves to tweet at me after a Utah State game. Yes, Tyler Huntley is the best quarterback in the state. Yes, he is. And it's not even close.
2: And I think that that's what's taken Utah to the next level because they've had the defense. They've had the run game. This is a new level with Tyler Huntley and his quarterback play.
0: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy
1: dealers on 97.5
3: 1280 The Zone
1: and The Zone Sports Network.